Blue Wire. You are listening to Fangirl Sports Network's Fangirl Playbook on Blue Wire. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, joined as always by my co-host, Stephanie McCarroll. We have lots to talk about, including previewing that epic 49ers-Ravens matchup this season. Is it the end for Jason Garrett in Dallas? And who is the real MVP? And we delve into even more. So let's get to it. But first, don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. Now, let's talk some football. All right, Steph, much to talk about on this Thanksgiving week. And I think why don't we start by looking at last night's Monday Night Football game between the Rams and the Ravens, and that will bring us into previewing what's sure to be the game of the week, 49ers-Ravens. The Ravens just pretty much look unstoppable. Granted, I think the Rams, to me, looked like they gave up at kickoff, but the Ravens are just, they're just unstoppable. Lamar Jackson is just incredible. Yeah, 100%. I think that uh, he's definitely uh, just just amazing. I mean, he's really, really tough to defend, and when you, you see them as a very complete, it's going to be a really interesting, I mean, I, I think they're definitely uh, Super Bowl contenders. I think that um, depending on how the rest of these games go, um, you, you know, you're talking MVP, you're talking one of the best defenses that, you know, in the league, and it's, it's going to be interesting to see them go head-to-head with the 49ers next week. Yeah, that that game is going to be incredible. Before we preview that, I want to talk a little bit about last night's game, more so about the Rams in general, and it's something we've certainly talked about quite a bit on this podcast, but I don't think it's being dramatic to say that the Rams are in trouble. I don't think it's unusual for a team that had been in the Super Bowl and lost the Super Bowl, or a team also that wins the Super Bowl the next year, to not perform at nearly as high of expectations. But I think what the Rams have is a real issue, obviously we know on offensive line, but also at quarterback. And they paid Jared Goff a lot of money this offseason, $110 million guaranteed. They have him the next several years. And frankly, he just looks terrible. And it's not all the offensive line. Yeah, 100%. You know, I know he had a pretty good season last, you know, last year, but... Other than that, it just seemed a little bit um, overkill. And but you know that you, they had to lock him down. So you know it was it was a gamble they took for sure. And I don't think it's really paying off. And you know he he's um he's just not consistent and he's having a really hard time. And I agree, it's not just the offensive line has trouble making even simple throws that he should make. And I think you know we've talked many times about this on our podcast it's the Rams seem to make decisions based on flash so they traded up so much to get him which I didn't agree with at the time and I'm not a GM but it's not looking great they signed him to this huge contract and then of course earlier the season made earlier in the season made this trade for Jalen Ramsey who yes is the best corner in the league but really doesn't address where their real issues are. They gave up a lot for him. So now they don't have draft picks, as many draft picks, and don't have first and second round draft picks, I believe. Is that correct? I believe, yeah, they don't have first and second round draft picks to deal with some of those issues. 
And he is going to be a free agent, and they got to find the money to sign him. So it was just a, an odd move, and I know we talked about it at the time, and I remember you asking me, does it scare me due to the 49ers? And I think I said at the time, no, because he's not playing offensive line. And, <laughs> and since he was, since since that is proven to be true, he's not playing offensive line. It just was a really interesting move, and I don't I don't know. I feel like that team is in a little bit of trouble, mainly because it's one thing to say, okay, it's a bad season. They have all these injuries on the O line, but what are they going to be able to do about it? Because they can't address it as much in the draft, and they're not going to have as much money because they did sign Goff to that big contract, and they're going to need to sign Ramsey to a big contract. Yeah, hundred percent agree. I mean, I, you know, we'll see how they they make that work, but there's so many holes. Um, on that team, I think last was really their shot. You know, they had kind of went all in last year, and when that didn't come to fruition, you know, um, I, I I think they're kind of in the next year or so. I would say they're going to be in total rebuild mode. So you know, we'll see what happens. But at, you know, they're certainly not um, the team they were last year, or I don't see them really improving even next year. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how they really get through it, but they kind of got themselves into a really, really bad spot, if you ask me. Yeah, and you know what? I am asking you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm glad that you have responded. <laughs> and I totally agree with you. Well, speaking of NFC West rebuilds and one that has gone really quite right, uh, we saw the 49ers just, dominate the Packers, much how the Ravens dominated the Rams last night. We saw the 49ers dominate the Packers on Sunday night football. I have to say, even I was surprised. I for sure thought they were going to win. I didn't think it was going to be an issue, I, but I thought it would have been a closer, hard-fought game. And they just they made mincemeat of that Packers offense and really made a statement on Sunday night football. Of course, George Kittle was back playing with a bone chip in his ankle. And that I think we saw who the MVP of the 49ers is uh, once George Kittle was back there in the game, what a difference it made on the offense and on the team. But this Sunday, you have that 49ers defense, who, in my opinion, is the best defense in the league against that Ravens offense, which very well might be the best offense in the league. Obviously, the Ravens, Ravens defense is fantastic. The 49ers offense is played great the other night and has been really been playing well all season, finding ways to win. What a game this is going to be, but I just don't know how anyone stops Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that really what it's going to come down to. I, I'm so impressed with the 49ers. You know, they're they're able to rush just four guys every time, and obviously these four guys are really, but they're able to contain. So that leaves in the basically when you have you rush a QB with four or five defensive players, it allows six to seven linebackers and DBs to drop into coverage and you know it, it mixes up so many of their you know defensive play calls it's exciting to watch you know when you take the eye off the ball that defense is just so interesting the thing is is that if you, you can't talk it with the 49ers but Aaron Rodgers does now it's really interesting to see Lamar Jackson because the only to me the only quarterback that's given the 49ers defense problems was Russell Wilson. And I think you're going to see this type of things happen with Lamar Jackson because he is mobile. So 
that I think is going to really um, the 49ers defense. They're they're mix up a lot of their coverages to try to stop him. You know, like I said, he's just so hard and he disrupts just the way he goes and you never know exactly what he's going to do he can sling the ball or he can run you know so it's I'm excited to watch it for sure (laughs) and Kyler Murray also gave them a lot of trouble so this they definitely this this type of quarterback is is definitely tough for this defense and I think what also makes him just so even more than Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray maybe um, is that if he's not going to make it with his arm, he's going to make it with his legs. And and you just it's just a very difficult thing, very difficult thing to stop, which is, you know, basically what you just said. Um, but it will be kind of interesting to see how they do. I think it will be a hard-fought game. Uh, there were times earlier in the season, with no disrespect to the 49ers, I thought that uh, it might be a blowout on the Ravens side just because it's going to be in Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. But I do believe that this is going to be – a really hard-fought game. I believe that there's about a there's a chance that Robbie Gold, Matt Breida, and Joe Staley could play on Sunday. There's a chance D Ford can play, but it sounds like he has the most outside chance of all. But uh, we shall see. But I think it's worth noting that that 49ers defense did all this on Sunday night against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers without D Ford. So they really they really have depth on that defense, and they just play. So well, and I think what also makes this 49ers team successful and gives them a real shot on Sunday is they really really seem looking forward. It's it's next game up. Like it's what's the next game? Who are we playing next? Not oh, and then there's the Saints, and then it's this. You know, they're. I think that that gives them an advantage because I I obviously Lamar Jackson is a hell of a football player, but I was saying to somebody earlier with a player like that, you don't as for the player, as a coach of the player and your team, you don't want your team to buy into the hype. But as the opposing coach and team, you also don't want the opposing team to buy into the hype. And I, I think the 49ers will look at it as obviously he's a spectacular quarterback, but how can they stop him and not? The Rams looked like they were pretty much just in awe of him and knew they weren't going to stop him. And so they were just like, I mean, whatever, let's just get through this. That's how they looked. I'm sure that's exactly how they felt. But to me, they really looked like, I want this game to be over now. At kickoff. I um, wanted the game to be over. So I think everyone. I, I, it was so funny. I had it on at a certain point. I just had it on in the background because obviously it was such a blowout. And I looked up at one point and I was like, oh, are they still playing this game? This thing is still on? <laughs> oh, <okay. Right>. <laughs> <laughs> they should have called this thing after the at 21 to 3, just for everybody's right. sake. Uh, would have been the way to go. But, yeah, that game is going to be good. Do you have any predictions for the game? I think it's going to be close. I think, uh, and and I do think Jimmy G and that offense is going to have to be a little bit um, on point. I mean, that's, I think, where, uh, you know, there's really not too many gaps. I think the defense is going to do their job, but hopefully, you know, Jimmy G goes out and, like, scores some points, you know. But with Kittle back, I think, um, you know, that's going to make – help quite a bit because he's one of um, his favorite targets. You know, um, I think it's going to be close. I don't think it's going to be super high scoring. I'm going to say 21. What was it? Say, say it one more time. 23-21 Niners. 
Ooh, I like it. 23-21 Niners. I like it. I also would be remiss if I did not point out that there was not one head-scratching Jimmy G interception on Sunday. So I just would like to throw that out because we have talked about that a lot. And I think that uh, it's just important to point out and give and give credit to. I mean, he had a he really had a great game the other day. Um, so so there is that. 23-21 Niners. Okay, I think. I think the final score is going to be 28-24 Ravens. Wow. I'm going That's, against your team. <laughs> I'm going against my team. But um, I would love to be proven wrong. If, if everybody tweets to me, you were wrong, 49ers fangirl, I, I won't be upset about it. <laughs> so I'm going to be like, oh, no, I hated being wrong. Um, but I think 28-24 Ravens. So, uh we shall see. We'll have lots to talk about next week. Uh, next week's Monday night football game is another important NFC matchup. It feels like most of the important matchups going forward are going to be in the NFC. Granted, that I know the Niners are playing the Ravens who are in the AFC, but it seems that the, the uh, NFC is really where things are going to be close up until the very end there. So we have the Seahawks playing the Vikings in Seattle. Super big game. Um, should be also a great game. Vikings not as good on the road. Uh, Seattle has been great on the road, but they will be home. So I don't know. This is going to be an interesting one. I kind of see the Vikings winning this. You know, they they very well could. I mean, and they're hot right now. They're looking really good. Um, you know, I think it could go, go either way. I don't think the Seahawks are um, – all that great, but I think that they find ways to pull out victories, and I know that at the end of the day, that's what you want. They're definitely on the 49ers' heels, so if the 49ers go down and Seattle goes one up, then Seattle's the number one, you know, in the in the division. So um, I think both teams want it bad, so we'll see what actually happens. And, you know, the Vikings are, you know, fighting for their spot, too, so it's going to be two very well-fought games. Yes, it is going to be two very well-fought games. And you have the Vikings fighting really for the wild card and because uh, the Packers leading the division. I think the NFC is going to be so much fun to watch in the playoffs because you really have so many really good football teams. Um, and in another year, a team that's – I'm going the Vikings 8-3 and three right now. I think in another year, that would be – you'd feel pretty confident about winning the division. And so we're seeing that it's and then obviously in the NFC West, you have 10 and one and nine and two. So it's just, uh, it's, it's going to be very uh, interesting to watch this weekend and through the rest of the season to see how all of the playoffs shake out. And it all means so much because home field advantage, I think is going to make such a difference in, in these playoffs. It always does, but these teams are all so close that it feels like it's going to, make even more of a difference though I have to say after watching the 49ers the other night I don't know who beats them in the playoffs but that's just me and I know we have a long way to go yeah in the end it's gonna be interesting yes it certainly is which I how what do you think about the of another Ravens 49ers Super Bowl because I think that's very possible oh I think I think it's very possible and so Ravens Niners rematch, uh, I think would be a fantastic Super Bowl. It's very on Sunday we're going to see a Super Bowl preview. I don't think it's uh, outlandish by any means to think that that is what 
we're going to see on Sunday. And I know Patriots fangirl and Patriots fans everywhere will disagree with me, but <laughs> you know, I, I would say the Ravens are the best team in the AFC and you know, I think the Ravens may be the best team in the NFL, but they're the best team in the AFC. And I think basically what this is going to come down to is can they beat the Patriots in Foxborough in January? Because chances are the Patriots are going to end up with the best record. So that's what it's going to come down to. And I do believe that, yes, they can. I don't think the Patriots have the answers. They proved a few weeks ago they don't have the answer to Lamar Jackson. Granted, they'll now have played them once, which will help them. But – I don't think the Patriots have the answers on that team to beat the Ravens. So I think a Ravens 49ers Super Bowl is very, very possible. In terms of what I think about it, we can talk about it next week. Let's see how it goes Sunday. And then I can tell you my thoughts on how it will end up. Yeah, it's just, it's so funny because the Ravens, you know, with, of course, they've already beaten the Patriots and everybody else, it seems like. But then the Browns had beat them before, and the closest they've had it were against the Bengals and the. And I'm so there's a blueprint out there. They are they are beatable, but it's not easy. There's you know so it's gonna be interesting because I think the Cardinals are a really good football team, and you know it's kind of I feel like they're between Seattle Niners and. Cardinals, you know, all in the same division, it's almost unfair because they should have a, a spot, you know, to to get there. But it's it's tough. It's like it's a tough. We're probably the toughest division, I think, in the league. So, um, you know, but I think about the Ravens, and I I see that. I, yeah, I think they can be anybody. The Bills, though, always. I don't know. The Bills that come up have done really well this season and I you know you gotta keep them in the mix too absolutely and we I think we talked last week they're kind of low-key just killing it this season and and you do have to keep them in the mix and they may be one of those teams that no one really wants to play in the playoffs because they definitely could beat you uh, and as long as you bring up the Bills they have a Thanksgiving Day game against the Cowboys and there is trouble in Jerry Land in Dallas uh, everything's <laughs> yeah. bigger in Texas including the drama and this is a team, the Cowboys are a team that very well will probably win their division. You talked about how the NFC West is probably the toughest division in football. The NFC East, on the other hand, is not. And so you have the Cowboys that I believe are six and five, but still they very well be, you know, win their division. They play the Bills on Thursday. For the first time pretty much ever, it seems that head coach Jason Garrett is in the hot seat. Jerry Jones is upset. Uh, they have a lot of talent on that team, and they are underperforming at best. They cannot beat quality teams. Let's not also forget that they lost to the Jets earlier this year and didn't just <laughs> lose to the Jets, were, like, annihilated by the Jets. Um, I don't know. This this may be it for Jason Garrett. If they don't turn it around, and I don't necessarily see how they will, this may be it because they're just not looking great. And when they get to the playoffs – you know, anything happens in the playoffs, it's a it's a whole new season once January comes. But as we just talked about, the NFC is stacked with really good football teams, and the Cowboys just can't seem to perform. Yeah, 100%. I think Jerry Jones feels that he, you know, I don't I haven't talked to him personally, but I think that he probably <laughs> feels that um, 
you know, he put together quite, you know, a, a big team, a good team. And with bringing Zeke, Ezekiel back and with a hefty salary and horse paying everyone, um, he believes he's probably assembled a very good team. And it doesn't seem that the team they have, the talent that they have, would be a six and five team. Sure, um, sure, they're number one, but at the same time, you know, it's uh, it, it, they're just not that good. They're not consistent, and I can see why he's upset. At the same time, you know, I feel like Garrett's his boy. I mean, he's towing the company line, and I mean, what does he expect? I mean, if he literally does everything Jerry Jones says, he doesn't go out on a limb, and I think that because of that, you can't really blame anybody but Jerry Jones. Well, I, I don't – I think that's true. I don't know how great a coach Jason Garrett is, and I don't know that he'd be a head coach anywhere else. I think part of the appeal for Jerry Jones is Jason Garrett pretty much will do whatever he says, uh, and there's not any pushback there. It's got to be frustrating, and I feel like it's certainly worth pointing out. I mean, for Dak Prescott's part, he's having a spectacular season. He's playing like an MVP. He won't be the MVP, but he's playing like an MVP. So it's just got to be really frustrating to look at that, as you said, and say, how is this team six and five? Total lack of consistency. So I agree with you. I mean, he really, in a lot of ways, has to point to himself. And if Jason Garrett gets fired, which if they don't perform, he's probably going to get fired, it will be hard for him to find a coach I mean, he'll find a coach because there are only 32 of these jobs and people want to be head coaches, but he may have to relinquish a little of that control. I also think it would behoove him, not that he's asked my opinion, but that's why I have a podcast here. It would probably behoove him to bring in a general manager that's not him. Right. And there's a lot of things that they do wrong. I mean, in my opinion, they're they're really old school. Like it, mm -hmm. right now, um, you know, the teams that are really performing well, the Ravens, the 49ers, they use other things of like analytics. That's a big thing right now. And the, that really, you know, use it across the board. Obviously coaching is a big deal, but analytics, they use every advantage that they can. Jerry Jones won't do it. He, he just, he has this old school way of, you know, approaching football, which is his way or the highway, so, so to speak. But mm -hmm. it's kind of an arrogant way to approach football in 2019. Things are, you know, it's just one more that you have, you know, to win games and he won't use it. So it, it, I, I just think that they're doing a lot of things wrong. And the teams that, you know, um, are doing well, especially this season, ha are using every single advantage that they can to win games. And some, and some of that is like analytics is, you know, basically a little bit of luck, but they have GMs, they have everybody, you know, contribute to the win. So, you know, I, I don't know if the Cowboys are ever going to come back the way they once were. I don't know. Not, not under the current circumstances, and I agree with you, not if he's not willing to bend a little bit and, and change a little bit in the way that, that that team is run and coached. That being said, I think the Cowboys are going to win on Thursday. It's going to be one of those things everybody talks about all week. Jason Garrett's on the hot seat. Is he going to make it through the season? Is he going to get fired? And then the Cowboys at home on Thanksgiving will beat the Bills handily. Just watch. <laughs>
This will just be one of those yeah. things. And then by next week, Jason Garrett saved his job. Are the Cowboys back? It'll be a whole different storyline. Oh, yeah. But long term, the Cowboys aren't going to the Super Bowl. So, and I think for Jerry Jones, he thought this was the year to go to the Super Bowl. So long term, will be interesting to see what happens. I just don't see how he keeps Garrett as the head coach past this season, but I'm not in charge in Dallas. Um, and another <laughs> game <laughs> that's going to matter this weekend in Texas is the Patriots playing the Texans. Uh, so that's probably the biggest, you know, AFC, pure AFC matchup of the week. Again, Cowboys playing the Bills, Niners playing the Ravens. So we've got an AFC, NFC mix. But the biggest pure AFC matchup of the week is the Patriots and the Texans. I think this is actually a very interesting test for the Patriots since they did struggle so much with Lamar Jackson and they have a similar type of quarterback they'll be facing in Deshaun Watson. I think we'll get another idea as just how good this Patriots defense is and are they as good as the hype says. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that I think Houston is playing hot. I think that they're they want to win. I think that they're definitely going to wrap up the AFC South like no problem. Um you know, I I think that they can definitely win against the Patriots, it's, and I think that their season's getting a lot easier. Um, you know, it's like some some seasons kind of flip. They started off really tough, and I think that Houston's did, and then now it's a breeze after the Patriots. So if they can come out with a win, I think that they can go in really favored in the playoffs. And it would be a real statement game for the Texans, who were somewhat embarrassed by the Ravens a couple weeks ago. You know, that game yeah. had so much hype. Jackson versus Watson, we talked about it a lot. Um, so it would be a real statement game for the Texans if they can beat the Patriots. So uh, we shall see. But the AFC, as I said, has less – there's a little less uh, drama and intrigue as to how the playoffs are going to shake out. Everything seems to be – it's not set, but I think a little bit clearer than what's going to happen in the NFC. Uh, so before we get to Fangirl Says, I want your opinion at this point in the season, who is the real MVP? There have been a number of names thrown around, but uh, who do you see as the real MVP? Though I think you and I are probably going to have the same one, but you go first. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with Lamar Jackson. He's just incredibly so fun. Like, like, he's one of those athletes that it's not on your team that you just love to watch. And I... I just find him fascinating, fascinating, and um, I don't think – I mean, I think Russell Wilson's having a really good season as well, but for sure I got to go with Lamar Jackson. I have to agree with you. If it were done today, I'd give it to Lamar Jackson, and at this point in the season I just don't see anybody catching him. It's He's he's the guy. He's the man, if you will, and I will. Uh, so I would say <laughs> Lamar Jackson right now is the MVP, and I think the last few weeks he's really – kind of risen to the top of the uh, the competition there. So this week for Fangirl Says, Steph, and this is going to be a surprise for you, but I think you'll be okay with it. Because it's Thanksgiving week, maybe instead of who's hot, who's not, how about Fangirl Says, who we're thankful for in the NFL? It can be on your team, it could be on another team, but who are you thankful for in the NFL? Are you game to do it? Sure. Just <laughs> think about it you think about it if you want to think about it I am going to I can go first if you want and I don't have just one I have a, a kind of an amalgam and then one particular player so I am thankful for 
Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson because I think they have provided so much fun football for us to watch. You know what? I'm also throwing Patrick Mahomes in there because he's the original Mahomie. And he's, he kind of started my love of watching all these amazing young quarterbacks that are coming up. And we talked about earlier in the podcast the difference between these young up-and-coming quarterbacks and some of the more veteran, I'll use that word, the more veteran quarterbacks, and how they're both fun to watch and they both have different skill sets. But it has just been such a great, fun season um, to watch Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. And even though it pains me to say it, Russell Wilson, like to watch him play quarterback is very impressive. So I am thankful for the young guns. So we'll put them that way. And then on the 49ers, I am thankful for George Kittle. And I am most thankful for Kyle Shanahan. Okay. Um, you know, I am, I'm thankful for the refs, not, um, totally messing up football this week. Good. Good. This is fair one. Totally fair. (laughs) Um, I'm also thankful for, you know, deep team. I'm one of those love defense. I love, um, defense wins championships. Well, it's really fun to watch the QBs get out there and, you know, show how it's done. It's it's exciting to see really legitimate defenses, you know, coming back to life, so to speak. So I'm thankful for that. And I'm also um, thankful that um, I'm not a Cowboy Ladies fan. <laughs> well, there, you know what? That is something to be thankful for, for sure. That is really something to be thankful for. All right, with that, ladies and gentlemen, Fangirl Nation, we are going to sign off. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. I'm at 49ers Fangirl. Yeah, and I'm at Jaguars FGSN. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, and follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. Join us next week because we are going to be recapping that 49ers-Ravens game and the Seahawks-Vikings and then looking ahead to the following week, which also has some pretty fantastic, epic matchups. So have a wonderful Thanksgiving, everybody. Be safe, and we will talk to you next week.